Welcome to the Fed Heads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads, Robert Shea and Francis Rose, each week to talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it. Thanks very much for listening. This is episode 23 of the Fed Heads. I'm Francis Rose. And I'm Robert Shea. And we're at the Association of Government Accountants Professional Development Training. Did That's I get it, it right? PDT. Yep. Nailed it. Thanks. Um, it's like you've been here before. Well, you know, I've never been here before. I've been at conferences like this before. And one thing that we were just talking about a moment ago uh, with one of the guests who I'll introduce in a moment is, boy, they take it seriously here. They take the training piece of this seriously. You're not even allowed in the exhibition hall where we are when there's the sessions going on. There's good stuff. Great speakers have done a lot of work to deliver content that's valuable to the participants and they also get credit you know these are people who need see, uh, continuing education credit so that's the important value that AGA provides. Uh, I'll introduce the guest that I was referring to Jim Taylor your colleague from Grant Thornton is here and a former CFO himself it's great to see you my friend. Good afternoon. A many time guest of mine on various things that I've done and I'm glad you're here and Jay Hurt is here and you have a new job. I do. Congratulations I- just recently you became the Deputy CFO of Department of Education. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, you moved up from your previous job as? I was a CFO at Federal Student Aid, which is their largest program office. So you, we talked a little bit before we went on the air, and you wanted to talk about something that was not specifically education, financial management related. Tell me what you have on your mind. We in the federal government have talked about a number of siloed uh, management uh, activities, strategic planning human capital planning, uh, investment management and resource allocation, budget management, uh, risk management, all of these things are discussed and solutions are developed in a siloed manner. Uh, So I think there's a lot of opportunity uh, at all the agencies to uh, look for those integration points and and work for and actually implement integration points better. So for example, uh, strategic planning. Uh, There are usually a strategic plan is developed Uh, metrics are put into that strategic plan and then we measure against those metrics. Uh, Rarely do we in a very systematic way include those metrics in our resource allocation methodologies. So when we then turn to investment management uh, it it tends to be a very different process that doesn't take into account those specific metrics. We might talk about doing it, we might mention how we will consider it during that process but we don't actually systematically include it. Uh, and that's just one example of probably dozens, maybe hundreds of integration points. That so, we so wait a minute. You're actually proposing that when we decide to buy something, we figure out whether it's going to contribute to what we're trying to accomplish? <laughs> what a concept. Crazy talk. Wacky. Crazy talk. <laughs> well, but also, it, and I think the integration point part makes a lot of sense. But as you know and you've experienced, it's actually been going the other way. Yeah. I mean, every time every time there's an initiative, starting with the CFO Act, that required some kind of focus, Congress wants a different belly button to touch, yep. to point at, to say, you're the one. So you've got the CFOs, you've got the CIOs, you've got the Chicos, you've got chief risk officers, God knows what else you've got. You've got, a, you've got all of it. And so what that has tended to do is make the whole CXO suite far more complex, not easier to manage across. So how would, how would this be, how would this work? Well, the... Uh Overall of that, there's been a, a move towards the uh, the coup, the chief operating mm-hmm. officers or the deputy, deputy secretaries, to kind of take ownership of all things administration. 
And I think that's that's where it's going to have to happen. And just look for integration points, not trying to get rid of the different titles, but trying to find places where they can work together. Is yeah. that too, too many times we yeah. start with, with how do I for, change the formality of the organization? And, and starting there, eventually after six to nine months of attempting to do that, we all get tired and stop. Right. <laughs> As opposed to do it from the bottom mm-hmm. up. Um, with the deputy secretary taking ownership of finding those integration points, uh, do it that way. Don't try to change the organization to make it happen. Don't try to get rid of C, you know, CXOs to make it happen. Um, that that we're we're going to get tired and, and quit. After. Well, you've got all this legislation you have to deal with and things. Yeah. You're trying to do things just to integrate, not necessarily change statutory structure, but to say these things. Here's a, like Robert was saying. Here's a concept. We're going to look at something from start to finish and see what makes sense. Right. As opposed to, let's set up a new compliance effort to, yeah. to for that purpose. You sent over a couple of notes uh, about this before we got started, and you mentioned OMB's guidance, and you wrote, OMB's guidance is very broad. Is that a good thing or a bad thing, do you think? Uh, I think it's a good thing, uh, because when OMB gets too prescriptive, we get compliance instead of real change. Mm-hmm. So uh, they were broad. I think it's uh, Memorandum M1819. Yes. Nice. We love that's a, memo numbers here at the Fed It's a great poll, too. I mean, that's, that's a great poll. You just had it. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I will, uh, I'll, I'll do my homework next time. <laughs> uh, but they've, they've laid out the, um, uh, for its program management improvement, uh, PMIA, Program Management Improvement Act, it's their implementation of that. And they've written it in a broad way, um, looking for the agencies to step up and to uh, really define how they're going to come up with this integration of these, manage- or the, uh, of these management activities. So, uh, the opportunity is there. Um, it's just, it really is going to take uh, that deputy secretary drive to make that happen, I think. I was, uh, we're shameless name droppers here on Fedheads. I was talking to Martin O'Malley, former governor of Maryland, famous for driving performance management systems. In city stat, right? City stat and state stat. Mm. And he said very boldly, last thing you want to do is give the CFO responsibility for performance management. And, you know, I think what he's saying is you don't want money to drive everything. Um, You don't want uh, the prospect of a loss of money to drive everything. I hear a butt coming. But in the federal government, we've generally thought that the, the authority that whoever has responsibility for budget has can really do a lot to drive behavior in the federal government. How do you, how do you come down on that decision? Where um, performance management lies in an organization vis-a-vis budget? I think the organization is desperate to have a leader who can tell them, how am I doing for the money I'm spending? Whether that be the CFO, whether that be the deputy secretary, wherever that, that, um, that advisor exists, that's what they're looking for. So. Uh, probably want to be careful not to try to over-prescribe exactly who's doing it, um, but uh, that, that is an extremely valuable role. So if, if the CFO doesn't have responsibility for validating the data, the performance data for trying to integrate it with uh, cost accounting and it doesn't have a way to, um, to provide that, that information or that advice to, uh, to senior leadership, then the deputy secretary has to do it. It seems to me, though, there should be a lot of discussion and collaboration among the CFO shops, too, because if you're doing something well at education 
and another agency is struggling with that same thing and you don't know that that's happening, a lot of the potential for what you've gained in your agency is lost if it's not shared. Yeah, yeah. I, I think um, I think you're right. And, um, another aspect, though, is, is a lot of times these deputy secretaries um, often will be... Um, won't be careers, won't have a long history in ed, in uh, in ma- financial management and performance management in the government, mm-hmm. and it's going to take some some deep knowledge in all of the what the federal government does to be able to integrate it. Uh, so if the deputy secretary do- doesn't have that, then the CFO does. CFOs need to step up and make that happen, and then they can use their CFO counsel or use their mechanisms to spread those best practices across the, the federal government. If you were talking to a new deputy secretary who was given this mantle of responsibility, what, both of you, what, what, where would you send them? What's the best, best source of best practices that they ought to adopt? Who's got the best experience? Where would you go to learn how and who does it best? I would have, I would have them look at places like uh, Justice, where I think uh, the CFO of Justice, who has, who has the authority for all of these things integrates it well by definition because he has it all. Yeah. The places that have it all right now have an easier job of it. It's already under the CFO. But I don't think it should be under the CFO. Uh, the places I worked at where I thought it was very effective were the integration of performance management, for example, worked the best was at Department of Labor, which is like the last place I thought that strategic planning would be successful because I figured you'd go there, everybody would hold hands and sing Kumbaya. But that's not in hope for the best. That's not how it worked there. We, it was very driven in terms of performance management. And the CFO had a critical role. But having it outside the CFO's office turned it into a more of a programmatic focus, which is what you really want. And so how much did leadership play a role there? It's, how, it's, how important was the, the quality uh, and the drive of the leader at the time? Yeah, it's what Jay's talking about. I mean, it's, it's, it's got to be the COO. You've got to have a COO. If you have a secretary and deputy secretary who both think that they ought to be out there, go, going, traveling everywhere, uh, giving speeches and things like that, it's not going to work. Or, or an undersecretary, but you have to have someone who is the chief operating officer and behaves like it. And that's what drove it at Labor. Jay, uh, we just have a couple minutes left. The implementation, the integration sounds is important. I think you've laid out an eloquent case for that. How do you institutionalize it and make sure that it stays that the next deputy secretary that comes along says, or can't say, no, I don't think this is important and it kind of goes the way of the wind? The part of this is um, benefit definition and then demonstrating how you really realize the benefit. So up front in, the, in your um, any investment, this one integration as well, you want to figure out those those points of integration, what is it going to get for you? Is it going to get you, there's going to be a, potentially efficiencies, there's going to be just a better allocation of resources which would have um, improved your outcomes. Define that. If you can define that uh, up front and then anybody coming in after the fact is going to hear that, is going to, uh, that's, that benefit's hard to deny if you can make it nice and tangible for outcomes to the the American public. You kind of gave the answer to the question I'm about to ask, which is, can you make that tangible? Obviously you can, how do you do that? Yeah, Uh, you gotta roll up your sleeves and do it. So I gave an example earlier, taking metrics and systematically involving, putting those metrics into investment management, um, using, uh, you know, there there are ways to do it, statistical methodologies. Um, Taking what we've talked about for a long time, individual metrics and pointing it into everyone's performance evaluation and then doing a clear line of sight of how everyone, including the lowest level employee, uh, impacts the strategic goals. That's work. That's a lot of work, but roll up your sleeves and do it. 
And we've talked in the past about the need to step back and rigorously evaluate what we're doing to determine whether or not it's having the intended impact and really create a learning environment where we're studying constantly, constantly trying to improve so that we're doing better for the American people. Final thought, uh, Jim, tell me what I should watch as an outside observer to see whether this is working, to see whether this concept starts to permeate the entire executive branch and not just a pocket here and a pocket there. When you start hearing about it, it's probably long after it's already started. Mm. <clears throat> so, excuse me, so the, the fact is that th there's opportunities been there before and it's hard to make change and change takes time. And so when you see people, uh, political appointees who are staying around for a while driving the change, then, then that will be when you see something actually happen. But, but the, sometimes the horizon is just too short. Uh, Jim Taylor, Jay Hurt, thanks very much for coming. It's nice to talk to both of you gentlemen. Robert, nice to be with Pleasure. you again from the Association of Government Accountants Professional Development Training. This or is pretty cool. Orlando in July. Couldn't, uh, wouldn't want to spend it with anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much for listening. Thanks for listening to The Fed Heads, brought to you by Grand Thornton Public Sector. All of the resources talked about during the episode are available in the episode description. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at GT Public Sector to join the conversation. And don't forget to leave us a comment or review on iTunes or the Google Play Store.